and welcome to the God is a Geek podcast, episode 485. I am Adam Cook, and if you're watching on video, I'm tremendously out of focus, which is an amazing start to a podcast, which is in video form as well. And I'm going to try and sort that while speaking to you. But I am not alone. That's the important part, because joining me this week is Chris Hyde. Hello, mate. Are you all right? Yeah, Good. I'm all right, apart from the apart being out from of focus, the focus thing. Yeah. Apart from that, I which hey, look, if you're watching, magically fixed. There you go. Did he do it in post? Okay. It was is all an illusion. A, is, he, is he just a podcasting genius? Lyle, can you answer that question? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, oh. Probably just did it now, I think. I think that's probably the answer, if I had to guess. It's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. How yes. is everyone? Are everyone good? Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in a nice good mood. Nice and sunny here. I don't know, sunny there for you guys? It's no, it's just grey here. It's really, really grey. But still went out for a walk. Got went to um went out and got a very large box of crisps from Malta. There were there was there's this app called Too Good to Go, which yes. gives, yeah, yeah, yeah. where you get sort of like food that's either gonna go out a date or would be fresh at like a Starbucks or something. And a weird a, a sort of like um like a shop where I get assumed the owner is from Malta was on there and they had loads of stuff to give away. So just like add too many crisps to carry and crisps are a light food mm. really. So yeah, yeah. today I just walked home and could barely carry the amount of crisps that I now have in my house. I mean, this sort of doesn't work in audio form, but for those just listening, like what, like clasping them, uh, they came in a box, but okay. the box was like sort of like the size of a PC tower. That's a strange size box. Yeah, and it just was full of very dense crisps, but they're really nice. I've had a few packs. Are they? I mean, are they like? Are they from Malta? Yeah, they're from Malta. From a shop so like, called Malta. You know, yeah, yeah, they're from Malta. Um, there's some really weird ones. There's some like the the fla- There's like a there's one flavor that's like they're like crackers, and the flavoring is sort of um, a. I got to Google it, and it's a sheep's cheese from Malta that's famous in Malta. So Anything I've been all about weird like. Um, Excuse me. I mean, Malteser flavored. <laughs> oh, you'd 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 like to hope so, wouldn't you? But unfortunately, not. I mean, not, I can no. say from my experience today, I know very little about the country of Malta, but they know how to make a banging packet of crisps, and I and know u- that. Now. Ultimately, that's all that really matters. I mean, that yeah. that that should be what determines how good a country is, right? Yeah. So yes. they're like, you know, top tier, yeah. probably top ten countries in the world now. Yeah. If I had I mean, to rank them, let, let's hope so. Um. Let's talk about games, though. Chris Hyde, what have you been up to? Well, people have been following... Oh, I imagine people are always following this podcast, but if, you, if you've if oh, you been listening the past sorry. few weeks and months, you'll know that Adam, yourself and I, have been on a bit of a co-op kick. Yeah. Um, we kind of jumped on... Um, I suppose it, we had a bit of... Um, Rainbow Six back in the back at the that was still this year, which is crazy. That was and nobody this year. saves the world. But like more recently, it's been Elden Ring and, and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which has been occupying our time. And mm. we kind of platinum slash almost might give up platinum those games. Yeah. Um, we won't talk about that this no, week. No. But um, we basically got to the point where we're like, we need another game. Like, what's yeah. next? What's the next kind of co op game? Um, so we're trawling through. And we have landed on No Man's Sky um, from Hello Games, which has been around, which feels like it's been around for about 20 years. Um, 
since that game was released. Very, very different from the game that originally launched. Lots and lots added to it over time. Um, and this is a really weird one for me This to talk about this game because given that we originally intended to start playing it as kind of like, oh, it'll be like it's a co-op game. We loved Astroneer. It's kind of like that, but like dialed up to 11, it's going to be great. It should tick all the right boxes. But I say this with all the love I can muster to you as a friend. I prefer not playing it with you and playing it on my own. <laughs> and that's the game's fault, not yours, to be really clear. I This game is, is a game that has hooked me this week, and, and I have been playing it. Um, it is one of those ones I'm like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll play another another couple of hours here and there. But it's it's a game that is very hard to play to play co-op with. Yeah. And I think main the main reason for it um, is that you start off and the tutorial is very long. Like we said, you know, to each other, we'll do the tutorial separately and then we'll we'll party up. But it does that thing in a game, which isn't a bad thing, where it doesn't tell you tutorial over now, now, no. now go play. Not really. It kind of just carries on and on and on with the main story mission. So we're never quite clear at what point is the best point in the in the main story to go. Well, now would be a good time. You can go and co-op with people. There is kind of a point where it says you're now free to do what you like, and I'll come on to that in a minute. But. For the main part, I, I think we basically, I joined you too early. I hadn't done enough of yeah. the tutorial. And that basically made progression not only a bit harder, but much more confusing. Because mm -hmm. basically what happens is you start off on a on a planet, right? In a, in a star system. And a lot of it's all randomly generated. Like a lot of it is like, you know, all the planets are unique, all the wildlife and stuff. That's the whole point, isn't it? It's all like all different, all got its own names and everything. And the idea being is that you discover it and uh you know harvest materials and all that sort of stuff. So you started in a completely different section of space Star to me. System, yeah. Um completely different like galaxy. So what happened was I started monitoring my own little my own little planet which is hotter than the sun and just spontaneously starts cracking up on fire and all that kind of stuff. Um, and Adam's on this planet over there. So I start my single player and it's all, it's all fine. Following it along, trying to learn what the remind we learn the mechanics and stuff and, and kind of progress. Um, and then I thought, okay, we've well, been playing it for like an hour or so. Let's just party up and try and progress, you know, help each other out. But because I'm still doing the main story, thinks I need to complete some of the main story in your galaxy now because I've joined you. And if I stop and then go back to my own galaxy, I've then got to find a way to get back to your galaxy to carry on the main story. And it just sort of convolutes itself because getting to different star systems, you need like materials and stuff to do that, which in the early part of the game are quite hard to get hold of. They're quite rare. Mm. It gets easier as you progress more into the game, of course, but it can be a bit First off, we didn't understand that that was a thing. And we were like, I don't get why it's not letting you progress the story. But then secondly, when you figure it out, you're like, okay, that's 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 quite a nuisance. Um, and it's a shame because there's a lot here to like. I, I'm certainly, like I say, I'm enjoying it. I just wish I could be enjoying it with two people, like helping each other out at a base. Because there is stuff in here where I can help your base out. 
and you can help my base out. I came to your base and said, oh, look, look at these things that I've got. I'll build them for you. And it was, I was helping build your base up. Um, and that's quite cool. But actually progressing missions, actually, you know, doing doing actual like quests and side stuff, that is this game is designed for you to, to do that solo. Um, and that I think that's a real missed opportunity for this game because it, it could so easily, I think, be a game that is um, is embraces multiplayer more than it does. It tends... What I have noticed, I don't know if you've seen this, Adam, there is... there is It seems like there are special missions that are actually designed to be done with more than one person. They're like... Mm specific quest but like it's like go to this specific area and speak to this entity and it will give you a special mission that multiple people are trying to achieve but outside of that everything else is do it on your own yeah it it just feels like such such a shame because i'm actually really enjoying it when i play it it's 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 not quite as cathartic as 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 astroneer and satisfactory but it's it's got something um and I, and I like it, and as I get more into it, I'm enjoying it. But mm-hmm. it's 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 an isolation time sink, and I'm I'm I don't know if I've got time for many of those this year <laughs> I, when I've got lots of other single player games think, to be playing. I think, I think the problem you mentioned this, I think, when we were playing it at one point, where you know you can kind of tell it's a game that's been like here's the base and they uh, metaphor, metaphorical not ba- not actual physical base station, like here's the base game and they. Yeah. You know, built on top of built it. on top of it and i think that is very very obvious because it's so it's, i i think like i don't like this anywhere near as much as um astroneer mostly because i think while both have very similar kind of cores in that they're about exploration progression acceleration i guess and base building i think yeah. the biggest issue for me is that like, astroneer while it never says to you do this as such and while the actual sort of mystery of the game if you will the time to you know to kind of complete that game is you either need google or a heavy bit of you need to find out and investigate a lot yeah, yeah but it's doable do. for me no man's sky is too much it's just mm. too much like you in Astroneer, you kind of end up with one of two or maybe three missions. But these are mission structures that you've created. They're not they're not missions within the game. They are they are things you can do, but they are kind of tasks you set yourself as a group or individual. In No Man's Sky, there are like fifteen possible things you could be doing or moving towards. None of which are either essential or non-essential. It's really not clear if that's if it matters if in, if anything yeah. matters and i and i think because of that i i think you you end up in the situation where you end up which is you sit there and you go what should we do and and you were both like don't really know yeah that's that's it i mean i did say that to you i i do wonder if when you take a step back like we're playing this game for the first time how much of it is as as tightly designed as intended for newcomers rather than people going oh i like new man's car i wonder how it's changed because I think that might it might work well in that sense. But if you're if you're going in blind, I think it's very confusing. I think the the progression is vague, and you you know you, you're right what you say about about Astroneer in the sense that you didn't always know exactly what you're doing, but you knew you, you might have a plan. You might say, for example, I want to unlock that um, 
that building or item sounds cool. I want to unlock that to get to. I know, and to do that, I need this material. So I'm going to go and get that material, which I know is over here. And and so therefore, you, you go and do that. You come back, and then you find you've got a nice shiny shredder, which you can chuck shit in, and you that's the next thing. And then you realize you've unlocked them. You've unlocked an ingredient for this thing over here, and it's slowly you build your own thing. You, you're naturally building your progression. When I've been having fun in No Man's Sky, that that's what I've been doing. I've been saying, ah, I, I've unlocked the ability to build this thing. I haven't got all the materials and I'm going to try and figure stuff out to, to get the materials for that thing. But in Astroneer, it's like you can clearly see why you need that. There's been a few things I've built in, in No Man's Sky and I've gone, right, now what? And it's like, no, no, that that's it. And I'm like, okay, right, good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, game. Like that, that. So, it, 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 will I ever use this again? Well, is yeah. Is, 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 is any of this matter? And, and maybe I don't know everything I need to know about what that thing is. But then just tell me. Like, stop. Like, there's, there's, there's a part of this where it's like, it's your game. Explore your way. Yeah, but like, help me out a little bit. And there is a story. And 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 I will say the main story does introduce various things like it literally it will say go you distress signal go to this area oh well you've just found the blueprints for this building that would be worth building wouldn't it and you're like yes that would be game if i had not built it six hours ago but thank you for you know because you're at least helping me if i hadn't built that and if i just followed the main story i'd, I'd be unlocking these things so that's it does have that there but what it does is it literally says to you directly after the first few hours it just goes Oh, but you don't have to worry about the main story if you don't want to. Like it almost, mm. it knows it has that structure and that story, but it literally tells you not to bother with it and go yeah. and do whatever you want. Even if going and doing whatever you want is going to be 10 times more confusing because you haven't done the main story. Mm. And I just think for some people, that level of freedom and exploration is, is going to be amazing because you're like, wow, I can literally do anything. And you can. And there is part of it that's grabbed me, but... It's interesting when you've described the, the astroneer thing because I'm like, yeah, why I'm ha I'm having fun with it because I'm literally giving myself little astroneer type goals. Mm. That's why I'm liking it. I'm like, ah, oh, I've built a little mining thing, a little mining it's, setup. It's that's, it's that's great. Of, like that's you know, and it's it's master of none. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it kind of wants to do everything. It wants to allow you to build a base, get a freighter, you know, customize your 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 planets, you know, um, geometry. It wants you to it wants you to be able to create a storage and put stuff in it. It wants you to be able to do all of this, make races that you can run around in your exocrafts on their cars. If you want to know what an exocraft is, it wants you to be able to do all of that. And in doing so, I I respect and admire it. But I kind of don't want to do any of it. Yeah. And and like when you went when we finished playing last, I was I sort of was like, I think I'm done. Not mm. because it's like I, because I don't. It's not the game I want it to be. I yeah. want it to be like Astroneer. I want it to be cooperative and building a base together. It's just not that game. Yeah. It's not that it, game. And I think part of that no. might be because it tries to have a story, but I don't yeah. find the story interesting, and I don't. <laughs> And I, there's, no, there's this, it's a Skyrim thing as well. It's that Bethesda thing where they used to go, oh, look at that mountain. It's that big. And, and it is that. It is actually that game. But I think a lot of the things that make it that game piss me off. Like, it annoys me that you, the, like, if you can see a place, the quickest you can ever get to it would be like 20 seconds. And now that sounds silly. But, like, when you have to go out of the atmosphere, 
So like if I can see if I can pin 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 something on on the planet on my radar and I want to go to it and it will tell me you're going to get there in 10 out 10 hours or 10 minutes or whatever. Now that's 10 minutes of real time. That's not game 10 minutes. That is 10 minutes of you going in a straight line. So to to get around that you go out of your planet's atmosphere so you're obviously farther away and can travel quicker with your ship and you reduce it to 20 seconds. So it's like it's it sounds silly but on a very kind of almost brass tax level what you're talking about is instead of going in a straight line which would be should be the quickest it's actually quicker to go up across and then back down and that is i understand the physical nature of what is going on here that outside of a planet's orbit i can go quicker with my spaceship but i'm playing a video game and if you're telling me that i have to leave the planet to then come back to the planet but at a different point outside of its atmosphere because that's quicker i've I, and that's been there, by the way, since day one. That this is yeah. a thing that there has I, been there since when it pre-release when we played it first. Yeah, I, I find that annoying, and it's not the only thing like it. There no, are it other al- elements think, like, like that where it's like, like it's, it's, it's frustrating and it looks pretty, but it's, it's like, it, but at what point, fifty hours in, are you like, I don't want to see this animation anymore? Yeah, and I just think like, like don't get me wrong, I, I'm talking like I won't go back and play it, and I will because I've literally just found the. See, see, I don't like, think I will. Yeah, like I, I, I don't, I don't think it's. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny or clever that you literally the first word you learn is the the Corvax word for Corvax. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. And then you learn the word of, and it's like, oh, I get, I, I get this, but that's not the only language in the game. So you're telling me I've got to go and learn literally the word ah or of or as you you found eh, didn't you? E H H. Which isn't yeah. a word, as far as I'm aware. You have to go no. find that word in all the different languages for all yeah, the different I've, locations. I've, yeah, I found like, a I translation thought... of a word that I don't think is a word, but yeah. yeah. But for, I, I for think... me, that's because that is there for the people who play this and only this. Yeah, and I think it's 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 one of those. And I think, you know, it's your point around like the whole flight thing is is relevant because bizarrely for a space game, it's going for like realism, right? And that that. that those that physics yes. stuff you talk about is is correct, but it's the same thing like, you know, exploring a planet is going to take you quite a long time. Well, yes, it, it very much it... is going to take me a long time. I don't want that aspect of like I don't want to. But then it does, it does itself dirty because then you can go off planet and load back into it, and all the stuff you discovered is there for you to discover again. Yeah, like the trees and, but, grow back. Like it's not like if you destroy a tree, it's gone for good. If you find yeah. a piece of hidden technology, it will eventually respawn. And it's like, yeah. I get. And again, but, from a game perspective, that's good because you're like, well, I don't want to run out of trees. But, but, but it, it seems to. Giant. But the point, yeah, the point I'm trying to make is, it, it seems to take. It, it, it feels to like it makes it takes the liberties wrong when it feels like it. it. Yeah, like I. I I don't want a stamina part in no. a game where I have to run around a planet, and I don't want. When I'm wearing a space okay, well, fucking suit, if I don't want to run around a planet and be, be out, of, and, and I'll be honest, you're out of breath all the fucking time. Yeah, but then... it, it, I would argue it goes worse than that because it's like, okay, the game says to you, but it doesn't say to you, but it kind of it, it suggests to you, right? Fine, you don't want a stamina bar. Fine, make the car, and you're like, okay, yeah. I'll make your fucking car then. Fine, if you're gonna be like that, you get in the car. It's slow as piss. It's like, well, you want the car to be faster, then build a booster. And you're like, what next then? Because I built yeah. the fucking booster, and then what are you going to tell me I have to do? And then you know, it's, it's, it's you that thing of always you can't one more. scan in your car. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, so, so you've got to get booster, out of my and you're car like, now. Oh, so I can't scan anything. So, well, yeah, but if you want to scan, you have to build a scanner. Fuck. Okay, well, surely you don't expect to be able to mine. Build a mining thing for your car. It's like, okay, right, fine. I'll do all of that. And then it will, something else will come up. And like, whereas with Astroneer, I felt like. Smaller team. Well, I wouldn't say smaller team actually. Maybe now, maybe Hello Games is a bigger, much bigger team. But at the time that they were conceived, 
and yeah. released. But like Astroneer is a smaller team, a smaller game, and I think, as mad as it sounds, being such a big universe scale game, it will hit some people, and it will be like this is their game forever. Whereas for me, I I was just left going. I think I'd probably rather just reinstall Astroneer, start a fresh save on a different planet. Well, you asked planet. me the question, didn't you? Yeah. But like they, you had, said, they would you rather carry Astroneer. on with I've never this? Seen. Would you rather carry on with this or start another Astroneer? Mm. And I'm like, well, Astroneer's got better storage. So it has, though. I, it, no, it absolutely has. And so I'm like, I'd rather do that. And that, But I literally, you know, every now and then, probably far too much, I pester the guys in Discord going, do you, do you want to go? Do you want to go and play Astroneer for an evening? And they're like, "I'd rather if... go and play Apex, Apex Legends." And I'm like, "Yeah, but yeah, there's there's fair. there's storage over here we could be playing with on a Saturday night." I, I need to look so... into like dedicated servers for Astroneer because I would absolutely, if you could create a dead, uh, they probably exist on PC at least, a dedicated server where you can a bit like with Minecraft, where once you've paid for the realm, as it were, you can just log in at any time. You where... definitely can. You, you definitely it's a can. Faff, but you definitely yeah. can. Yeah, I, I I've got a feeling they started doing that officially. But after we sort of platinum, not platinum, but 100%ed it. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't be against trying that because I love that game. Oh, it's so uh, good. It'd be interesting to see if you're talking about No Man's Sky this time next week. That's all I would say. No, and I, I might not. I, no, maybe not. I think I might still turn it on every now and then, but like it will be dethroned by things I, I need to play and Fair. other co op games. Like we, we, we played this game. For it to be a carp experience, yeah, this is just not, and it's not that. It really isn't, and you know, it, it's well, hope, that that part of it is a shame. Hopefully, my my game for this week to bring up what to the talk to well, talk about can be both cooperative and competitive because I've reviewed Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, which by the time you watch this or listen to this, it will be out. Um, at the time we're mm-hmm. recording, is kind of it's out tomorrow actually. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's really difficult. Because without it's easy, it was easy to review because it's like just tell people about each sport if that makes sense. It's, yeah, you know, yeah, it wasn't yeah, a hard yeah. one to write about, but it is difficult to talk at length about because essentially, I could the review could be one sentence. If you loved Wii Sports, you'll love this. Yeah. Um, but the difference here is that I think Nintendo are slowly embracing the online of the you know they are they, I'm not going to sit here and go oh Nintendo have finally got it right no okay. <laughs> no um, let's not go let's crazy. not be silly but they're getting there but they are getting there with things um I would go so far as to say and I said this in the review if you were buying Nintendo Switch Sports to exclusively play alone if that's how you played Wii Sports and enjoyed it okay I don't think there'd be many people that are in that situation I think most people would have played Wii Sports with someone. You might have just done bowling. Bowling's fine on your own. You can get your kicks playing bowling on your own. But I think all of the sports outside of bowling are better with people. Um, bowling feels a little bit... And, and tennis as well, because they're kind of rehashes, if, if you know what I mean. They they, yeah. they exist. Yeah, yeah. Although, at the same time, playing bowling like with my entire family... I was sort of. I had a moment where it was like someone else's turn, and I was sat watching, kind of like you do when you're at a real bowling alley. You know, you're, if you play, we played when we went bowling recently, and I was with six of us, so I was it was you know, a while between turns. And in this situation, I sat there going, "It's taken them five years. What? Why is it taking them five years? Because that game is like you know one of the <coughs> most beloved, you know, beloved games on that system, and 
highly you know and it's like and the only thing i could think is that they really did not want anyone comparing the switch to the wii or the wii u and they wanted enough separation where they could get because you know they could have put this out anytime i reckon but it's bowling still they could fine. Have launched with they could it, have probably, launched with it. But I mean, they chose they, to do like one, yeah, two, one, two switch. Yeah. Switch. Um, I yeah, I, I was left a little bit wondering why they're not. They should have just released bowling as a standalone thing, and said we're going to release the full a package at some point. You know, if I was the, I, I would. That's business. I'm not being funny. It's not nice, but that's business. They should have put bowling out ages ago. Anyway, bowling is what it was. You know, you still twist it at the end either way to get the spin on it i like mm. the the um i forget what it's called special mode where you got all the obstacles it's so it's, it's as you remember it is as you remember it uh in a higher fidelity tennis is the same ish uh the the odd thing for me is the inclusion of tennis and badminton um mm. because i don't fully understand well i think i know why they've done it i think they've done it because tennis is the doubles mode and you can only play tennis in, du- in doubles. And badminton is singles, and you can only play tennis in singles. Now, for those not familiar with either sport, both of those have a doubles, and both of those have a single in the real singles in the real world. In this, they don't. Uh, and I think tennis really, really suffers for that. And I think also think badminton would be even would be one of my favourites if it had doubles. If that makes sense. I, I, yeah. like tennis, you control. You can be on the same team as someone in doubles, but if you go one v one or you against a computer, the other player is like a ghosty person of you and so you'll when you swing they both swing so that can actually be a bit confusing and a bit strange to because you are physically mm. both characters yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if they had problems with the ai in in, in singles or something or, or I, I just don't maybe the court measurements or the scaling of the courts but i always I, when they announced badminton here i always thought it was weird yeah like when they when they said and badminton i was like so why like it, it felt really weird i was like you've got tennis why do you need badminton and I'm, maybe that's the reason but i think it, it always must be. Felt, it always felt like a really weird it's the same it will, right I, it will, to all the, the badminton sport. and tennis players out there like i know it's not the same game but mechanically to 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 play it in with a switch well let, let, let me let me put it this same. way in Tennis and badminton, they're the only two sports on the di- oh, disc, on the disc, on the game that don't have a tutorial because you just hit the ball. Yeah. Or yeah. the shuttlecock. All the other sports have a tutorial, whether it's Chambara, volleyball, uh, football, or um, bowling. Even I think bowling has just but does bowling. Bowling may not. I can't remember if I'm on, honest with you. It's been a while now since I started it. But. The thing is, I, w- I wonder if it would bother me as much, but because they've announced golf is coming, I kind of wish they'd put golf on here and then give them one of the others. Like, I don't know, did, did tennis have to be here because it's like, well, people love the tennis and the bowling. We've got to bring the tennis and the yeah. bowling back. Um, I wonder. Um, but because of that, I think tennis is my least favourite. I really enjoy badminton because you, you because of the... It's, I don't know if either of you have played badminton, but it's a really frenetic sport in real life. Like it is, a, you want yeah. to sweat, yeah. play badminton or squash. They're the racket sports yeah. that will get you sweating quick. Um, but it's it's just really fun, and I think also badminton because it because it's not literally one to one, is it? I know it's one to one movement, but it's not like really playing badminton. None, none of these are really that way, are they? You know, it's it's well, some of them are, but that that one isn't, and. and you, you know, you can get a decent rally going. Doesn't matter really your skill level, and I think that's a, a, a major boon for for accessibility in terms of the sport. Like my wife, she's not into gaming or anything, but she has played badminton, so she 
can we can have a good rally and a competitive match in badminton and that's great um volleyball's really good fun really yeah, good fun by that. Um, yeah. it works kind of better than i expected um well so, so i mean the, the chambara is just great like it, it, it's it's you know, I think was it we sports yeah, I, resorts they had this in where you had the, the the pugilism and that and yeah they did didn't it, they yeah and it's 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 how I remember that and it's they've added some stuff I think I don't remember being they're like you can you can do kind of like a a, a Travis um beam katana thing um so if you hold the hold your sword and block every time you you block you it charges and then when you fully charge it you can like unleash this like a double powerful one so you knock them back a bit further. Mm. Uh, and there's also like um, dual wielding you can do if you've got two, and you can you know, which are, yeah, it's crazy. But football is the best one, and I honestly thought football would be garbage. I thought yeah, I don't I, know why they've I, done this. It's yeah, brilliant. I was really worried. Like badminton, I thought was a bit weird. Football, I was like, that's going to be slow and crap. Like that's what I, I, I nah. that, talk about <laughs> reviewing it before I even played it. But I was like, I was like, that's what I assumed it was going to be. If I'm honest. Yeah. I'm so pleased to hear that it's not. No, football's by far, I would say, by far the best one. Um, it's basically Rocket League, reverse-engineered reverse Rocket League, which is such a weird thing because Rocket League is football with cars. The fact that you it? have to see yeah, yeah, the fact that you have to say a football game is just like Rocket League just without the cars. But it is because it's got this big, <laughs> it's like big arena. In 1v1, <laughs> if you're watching the video, this is the 1v1 arena. The 4v4 arena is much bigger, um, but it's a huge football. Okay. And like... You could the diving header is just it's a thing of beauty. I, I mean, talking about best moments coming end of the year, the diving <laughs> header of this game is magical. It is so ridiculously silly to see, and you've got you've got a jump button as well, so you can actually jump and then swing both controllers down and diving header. And it just it's it's one of these things where it's deliberately not like this realistic animation. It's like if they they if they jump, it's then just like you diving header. It's like. Whoop! You know, it's like an instant like it's, it's, yeah, torpedo. It's, it's stupid almost. Yes. It? Yeah, but it's every time yeah. it's, it's never not funny. And yeah. like, football's the one I, I can't wait to go online and play because it's uh, it, it where Rocket League is technical, the football in this is, I think they've dialed back the technicality and made it a little more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, it means, you, you know, listen, you're going to find, people are going to find, oh, if I hit it at that angle there, it always goes in or whatever but a lot of it is like you're essentially punching and kicking well kicking a, a beach ball around a football arena and that means that random stuff can happen like if you and also you rely on a motion control so if you swing like right to left if you swing too far right first as a pullback you might accidentally swing right but and then left which means mm. you could be you, you could be trying to kick it left but because you've gone such a pullback yeah. you kick it right first and score an own goal like an it's got all the things like in Rocket League where you jump and then you like you, you do an overhead kick and clear it off the line at the last second. It's just in reach and you get it and stuff like that. It's it is it's exactly what you it sounds like. Uh but I think it's the best thing. It's so much fun. Like I, I cannot wait to play this online and I would never I'm crap at Rocket League. I'm really hoping that you can like the online options aren't limited, if that if that makes sense. I'm really hoping you can, you know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to me. They talked about um, whatever the new, oh, I forget what the new Mario Strikers is called, but they've they very they've already said like you're going to be able to do clubs on that. You know, you yeah, can yeah. create God is a Geek Club, and we can all play for that club. I'll bet that's not in this, 
And that's that'd be a piss of that. No, one. I was gonna say because yeah. when you were saying about like it's like silly nonsense and stuff like that, I was like, that's where you start getting into the Mario Strikers. Obviously, that'll yes. be more technical, obviously, and there'll be more to it. But like, yes, that's true. You that's the that's the balance you've got to run. You don't want to you don't want to create Mario Strikers here just without Mario and then release Mario Strikers. No. Um. So no, it, it, they have to be a, some separation. But no, I'm pleased because I. I thought that it might not be, so I'm pleased that it's very good. The only th- um, the only thing I say is, once again, just to remind you, it, it, like, if you play offline, um, even if you play multiplayer offline, there's no progression. Like you can't you can't earn any of the customization stuff for your avatar. You can't you know there's there's very basic. There's like one starting outfit for every part of you, and they're all all you can do is change some of the colors. Whereas when you play it online, you actually have like ranking systems and, and unlocks and progression in that respect. So even if you buy it and think, oh, it's cool, I'm gonna, I don't want to go online, but I want to play, you know, with my family, with my mates, when we have beers and that, whatever. Um, you're all gonna look very similar because there's only so many haircuts, there's only so many colors. It's like there's one point where. Like the three, my me, myself and my two boys were playing, and we we're obviously, you know, they look like me-ish because they're my kids, you know. Um, but what I mean is, like, we could genetics one hundred and one. It's like we've all got similar hair colors and similar, you know, like features. So it's like they really, it was three identical characters with identical clothing because at the time we were doing it, there was no online available. And so, like, it was down to the fact that you changed the colours and that was how you identified it. And to the point where one of my boys, like, made his hair blue because it's like, well, at least I know that one's me without looking at the name. <laughs> yeah. um, but they also do smart things. Like, I do, I, I think there's a lot of nice accessible things here. Like, in the football specifically, when you're doing a 1v1 split screen, as you've probably seen in our videos, there's arrows on the screen which are directing you, shoot that way. And obviously, they're the opposite, you know, so they're, so if you're, if you're player one and that's pink, there's pink arrows directing along the side of the billboard saying shoot that way. And player two, who's then blue, it's right, got blue yeah, arrows. Yeah. And I, I think that sort of little... I love That's one thing I love Nintendo for. like that, These just small little touches that I think nowadays I'd like to think most developers would make. But it's like if I've never played football or don't understand the basics of football, it's telling me, go that way. It's you, they're coming this way with the ball, you go that way. And like because of the nature of it being not actual football and because you're moving around a lot and jumping and all this, that and the other, you do, you can get turned around with the camera. Yeah, I'd say the fact that Rocket League colours its, it's half yes. sometimes makes... It doesn't it, have arrows. Sort of thing. It's, it's a similar thing, isn't it? You can easily get turned around sometimes. So, the yeah, the no, only thing I would good. say is that also football is also the most involved of all the sports. Like You have to play with two Joy-Cons. Because yeah. you have to use the left stick. Well, I suppose you could use the right if you're left-handed. But you know what I mean? You have to use yeah, a yeah. stick to move your character around and then kick with the football. Um, and you can move the camera with the other stick, but you have to use both. Um, I don't think there's another one on the on the game that actually requires both. Unless you want to do two-handed stuff. Then obviously, you know, that's different. Um, Phil Tindall's asking in the in the comment section of the live chat of the of the video here. Do you think Switch Sports should have been free with the Nintendo Online Expansion Pass? One of the reasons Wii Sports was so big was it is a packing game. A lot of Wii owners owned nothing else. No, I, I, I this is something I sort sort of addressed in in the, a little bit of in in the review is that I am confident in my recommendation for this game because it's not full priced. I believe I think it's forty quid instead of sixty. I don't know if anyone can check that while we're talking, but I want to say it's actually a cheaper price game, which is rare for Nintendo. Um, yeah. What I again, what I would have done is I would have put out like 
a Nintendo Switch Pass version like that's just got bowling and tennis. And hey, if you want to play football, they're ones raving about. And if you want to play volleyball, you've got to buy the full thing. I would certainly have done that. Um, like I say, golf's coming. There's definitely room on the map. This, I think it's called Spoko Arena or something like that. There's definitely room for what I can see, the way the game sort of laid out the menus where you select the sport, to... There's definitely space I can see for two more sports. Now, we know golf's coming. The one, the obvious one for me would be where the hell's baseball? Because, again, baseball was one of those back oh, in the day. Yeah. You know, baseball was yeah. one of those that I would... I, I'm trying to think what other ones there were. Um, I quite liked um, disc golf. I forget which one that was in. Oh, yeah, that was in the resort, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah resort, but, I, it? but yeah. I want to say I remember similar arguments that I'm having with myself about badminton and tennis over the inclusion of golf and disc golf. You know, they're all... Yeah. Sport is sport. They're all... You know... Just to say on the pricing, obviously this is UK, but um, physical is £39.99 yeah, and digital is £30.99, so it is very yeah, much... That's a lot cheaper for a Nintendo game. game. And with yeah. golf being free in the future... Uh, I yeah. should, I suppose I should mention the uh, there is also another optional mode. I don't know if that £39.99... Does that come with the attachment? Is it like a little box version? Because there's a, um, I haven't got yeah, it handy. Um, yes, it comes with yeah. the uh, strap for the leg. The strap thing, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing that you would have if you got Ring Fit Adventure. Yes, and that's right. And digital is obviously just the download. So. Yes, of course. You, you, it's a totally optional mode, and I would say it's the least interesting. But it's essentially someone kicks a ball in, and you then kick it uh, because your Joy-Con's attached, and you get it's like a penalty shootout, but it's not penalties. It's outside the box, and you just and if you get really good, the goal shrinks gets really small. Oh, uh, right, um, okay. But after you've done it once, like, successfully, even if you want to just keep being competitive with your siblings or family, it's like, this is very limited. Like I said it in the review, of all the things Nintendo have put in this game, it's probably the most gimmicky, which is weird, because it should... Like, I didn't look into it too much before release, but I actually thought there was, like, a separate mode where you could run around with a stick and then kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's That's not what that. I originally thought no, it was No, it's not that. Um, it's fine. I, I, I suspect that might be a mode they add something to. You know, it would be really easy for them to add obstacles to that and say, like, here's a free kick wall. You have to kick round it sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be like super the, like the easy for them to do that. Yeah, like, it know, would be mega ins, easy. That kind of stuff, like yeah. the, the framework's all there. And that's what I think this is, by the way. Um, you know, in the way people said they wanted Mario Kart to be the framework for, like, just keep adding stuff to it, and now they mm-hmm. are. That's mm-hmm. what I see this as. I see this as a framework they're going to add to. I mean, it would make, it would just make sense to me for them to keep adding sports. There you go. I absolutely endorse that game if you're going to play it multiplayer-wise. That's really important, though. If you're playing, if you're buying it, so I mean, listen, you know yourself. If you loved playing Wii Sports alone or Wii Sports Resorts alone, and you never, and you've got all the entertainment in the world out of it, knock yourself out. For me, this is a game for multiplayer sessions. So, yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of people who played Wii Sport, um, you know, at a younger age, might not have as many people to play with now. And I think it would be a big mistake for them to be like, oh, I loved Wii Sports, if they know they're not going to have people to play with. It feels like that's a situation that could very easily happen and might be something that people could fall into and then kind of think of the game as being worse when it's not really the game's doing, if you know what I mean. I absolutely agree. I mean, like I am genuinely looking forward to this being out available for everyone so I can hop online and just have a frame of bowling, you know, a couple of bowling mm. matches yeah, or totally. just take someone at tennis because all Nintendo sports games from golf, 
tennis, that the works, football will be the same, I guarantee you. They are fine offline. They work. They're still the same mechanically and they're fun, but they are brilliant when you play them online or against humans or off- offline, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but that's kind of all I've really played apart from No Man's Sky. So, Lyle, what have you been up to, mate? Well, I think we should keep the multiplayer theme okay. going for the podcast for now. Uh, so... I wanted to play this a lot sooner, but PC issues unfortunately meant I had to wait a little while. But I've been playing uh, the early access version of Midnight Ghost Hunt, which mm-hmm. is a 4v4 like multiplayer game where there's one team that's sort of four ghost hunters uh, and a team that's four ghosts. And it's sort of got a... It's the sort of prop hunt type of game, I guess. I haven't yeah. ever really played... I've not really done much playing of that kind of odd newish genre, but um, yeah, from what I'm aware, that's that's the sort of thing it is. Um, so if you're the ghosts, basically, your role is to, uh, before the ghost hunters arrive, find something to sort of possess and hide in. So like, you know, maybe you want to be, like, the levels are really exciting, cool, like, environments. They're really detailed really interesting so like there's one that's a theater so you might want to be in one of the chairs because you know there's going to be loads of chairs it's going to be hard to find you or maybe you just want to find something small that you can sneak behind something else like a little tin of paint or something um and um basically how they make it so that it's not boring to be a ghost i guess is you have a meter you're called your ectoplasm meter that builds up slowly while you're hiding so what so basically as this builds up the gadgets that the ghost hunters bring in so like there's like a little sort of like radar where the needle moves up a little bit as you get closer to a ghost so you can kind of hone in on them or there's one where you like that's almost like a radar gun that you have to point in a direction and it starts to tell you when you're facing the same sort of way that the ghost could be um and if your if your ectoplasm gauge builds up the gadgets are going to find you like are going to really like hone in on you mega quick if people are good at this game and it's been in early access now for a few weeks so there are people out there who are good at this game the experience i had is what you're describing i've only played one game uh, but the experience i had is exactly what you're describing yeah yeah. so like they were good so you so basically what you'll need to do i the way i play as a ghost i'll talk about being the hunter at some point as well but i think it's sort of more exciting to come at it from the ghost angle is um like i have i had a perk where you can see where everyone is through a wall through walls if they're nearby so the other hunters so i'd try and find somewhere that was a little bit boxed off so there'd be like so so the they wouldn't be able to see me and I'd be able to see them because they'd be through walls and I'd sort of like move or find a sort of area to move about a bit. And if it, once they started to sort of swarm the room, you, you sort of try and find a way to distract them and escape. So as well as just like the basic hiding in objects or the go, each ghost has a power that they can sort of select at the start of the map. Like a, they're sort of like low as like their sort of skill as in a loadout, um, so you might be able to have one where you just turn invisible briefly and can maybe like sneak away that way or you could have a perk where you fly through the air so you can dodge out of the way by like going to a different floor uh and what i'd do is i'd be if i say i was in this box i would send out a fake ghost in a different direction so everyone would chase after it and then this uh... tiny little pate kind of just zooms out of the room and goes to hide somewhere else basically um 
And I mean, there's a lot of depth to it, really. Um, when you're playing from the hunter side, you can only pick one gadget to find the ghosts. You can't take you can't take the one that shows the direction they're in and the radar. And mm. there's one that does like sort of spectral footprints almost, which anytime anyone moves, you leave them, which means that moving is also dangerous. Um, so um, so basically you sort of have to get used to the fact that you're going to have one way to find ghosts and that's it really. Um, and you can sort of swap mid-match, but there's it's got, I think the main problem with the game, and don't get me wrong, I love this game. I've played over 15 hours now, I think, and I've not really been playing for very long, like, mm. you know, um, since last week's podcast, I, I wasn't playing then, and I have in that time, you know, fit in that that amount of playtime. Um, mm-hmm. But the new player experience is awful. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a tutorial, <clears throat> and it doesn't teach you very much. It doesn't really give you the details of what's going on mm-hmm. very well because it's quite a complex game, really. Like, it gives you there very basic information, game. but like. It, like it'll give you a radar and it'll show the meter going up and there'll be like one box in the room and it's like oh look the ghost might be in there you, mm. in in like a practical setting you have no clue how to play at all like yeah. the first few hours and hopefully out of early access this won't be an issue because you know this isn't I this think isn't it, version it would 1. benefit 0. from having like a you versus bots type situation where yeah definitely test, i think like, so yeah. too the, the, there are out. bots as well if someone drops out of the game a oh, bot okay. takes over so you'd, you'd kind of think that maybe that would be an option but yeah it isn't currently anyway um but yeah you when you are like the, the start of this game is just so difficult you'll you'll be hiding somewhere and you won't have a like they don't really explain the ectoplasm gauge which is kind of the most important aspect of the game really so if you're hiding and are still and this meter's building up everyone just comes zones in straight to you and just starts shooting this box you're hiding in and then you pop out the box and time to kill is quick like yes they'll they'll get a few shots on you you're dead that's it like if you're not using all of these little abilities perfectly then that's the issue so uh, the aim of the game anyway i kind of haven't I, I i've been talking about sort of what's happening but the aim for the ghost is to wait five minutes because the hunters arrive at eleven fifty-five, and when the clock strikes midnight the ghosts go an evil glowing red color and get like i think they get yeah. about double health and double the attack power and they you you can really very easily destroy a team of uh of the hunters so like so so there's a there's a real time pressure so when you're playing as a hunter you'll be like you, like maybe in the first minute if you found two ghosts you feel amazing but sometimes you'll just be walking around for like three minutes without any of the team spotting anyone and it just it feels it feels rotten it's like the the there's such a pressure there it's like because if you if it hits that end at the end at midnight not only will you know the ghosts get more powerful all the dead ghosts re- resurrect and yeah, you you're gonna get or have a real bad time of like various like T Rex skulls and statues all moving towards you and hurling themselves at you. It's it's very but very it, intense. But it's again, it's the the thing is, it didn't. So like when I I knew all of that because one, I'd, yeah, I'd read your your preview or uh, impressions piece, and yeah, yeah. I played the tutorials that are there. What I wasn't aware of is that when you hit midnight, you just come back to life wherever you stood just where you are yeah, yeah so i literally having had i mean people watching this are going to see this happen i've been following them around and doing my best to put them off and you know do what i could to help yeah. my team 
Because when you're dead, you have a sort of little power. Yeah, you, you can, you can. I'm trying to think. There's other games that do it, and I couldn't, I couldn't, you know. But you'll just see it on the video there. I respawned, and I'm like, oh, oh, I've respawned right where I was, and then they all were just three of them were in front of me, and it's like it's over, it's over because yeah. you know. And then like you say, you're I'm running away because I'm a weakened state, and I and I didn't really know what to do because it doesn't give you the tutorial for this. It just no, it doesn't. Tells you, you don't... this. Yeah, and I didn't and know like, what to do. I, I thought, well, all I can do is hurl myself at him again. So I tried doing that, and then I died. Yeah, because because as a ghost, you kind of you could attack the hunters at any time, but it's generally a bad idea before yes. you are powered up by midnight. But like any object you're in, you sort of like you hold down the trigger, and you can yeah. propel it um, through the air, and you can use that to escape in a lot of situations. Like if you just hurl a box through a window they the hunt and the hunters are on a different floor like mm. they don't stand a chance they they have to walk there you'll have hid somewhere better by then but um if it, but in a fight you can just like if you take a sofa you can throw a sofa at a hunter and it's probably going to do a lot of damage to them but I mean, um the concerns i have are one is that ectoplasm thing i'm i'm slightly concerned because i'm not sure i like that mechanic but i also i played one match um yeah uh because like, some of the thing about prop hunt is that you you the genre so to speak is that you find a prop you become the prop and you stay in a place which is creative and they can't tell my other concern sort of plays into that is that are the maps in any way randomized because otherwise i felt like what i did is i took my i turned into some boxes and i hid in a corner where there's some other boxes but i feel like they came in the room and went that's not supposed to be there um no they are randomized okay every time just, you play the yeah yeah but um I, what i'll say is i felt really bad for you because you were going to capture some footage for the podcast um and i knew you didn't have much time so you were basically just going to be playing a couple of matches and i already talked about the new player experience but like i came away from my first like hour maybe two hour session of this game thinking like oh i was really excited for this and like not being that interested at all and you know just, like i was like i knew i'd go back and try it because i really liked the idea but i didn't really have that good a time because i mean i just got absolutely battered over and over and over again like i basically didn't win a match unless my team just did everything and i was sort of the lemon in the corner who'd wandered about flailing with a radar that you couldn't figure out what it was pointing yeah. to um and like after the time i've put into it like i like there'll be times now where i'll the hunters will run past and i'll know exactly where they've where they're going and what they're going to do and i'll slip away and there's like a there's a there's a level that has a little ramp that leads out the window so um as i know that as they're coming around and notice that like you know something's moved that if i go just under that ramp they won't spot me and it's just like there's just all these little things it's it's so polished as well like for that an early access game with. yeah it's like, kind of incredible like i've not seen a bug i've not had a match what, crash i've not what i would say like, is one crazy. of the reasons i wanted to cover this is that one i think it's got a cracking trailer you know it's a really good trailer yeah, yeah. But, but two the yeah. publisher behind it i think have just had home run after home run yeah like, coffee stain haven't developed it like coffee stain have only developed as far as i can remember goat simulator and then satisfactory which is so just saying that out loud is like <laughs> That's really want, weird. I haven't yeah, realised. So I, I think I'm right in saying that. But in terms of publishing, they published Deep Rock Galactic, banger. They published obviously Satisfactory because they made it banger. Valheim, well, I mean, we know how successful that's been. So when you, mm -hmm. you've kind of got that trio of games, and then you find out, hang on, we're also publishing this game called Midnight Ghost Hunt. It's just one of those things where you feel like, 
and there are other publishers that do this, but they, they are definitely one of those where when they announce a game's coming through them, you f- and I, I, one of my biggest sort of journalistic regrets is that I interviewed the CEO of Coffee Stain, and every bit of software I had, including the backup, fucked up and i lost the recording and it was a, such a good interview because we talked about stuff like you know how do you pick the games and it, it it genuinely seems like they are picking games that they believe in and and getting you know these partnerships with developers that they really believe these games are cool and offer something and when you look at it like i say deep rock satisfactory valheim mm. this yeah. like they are so they're broad but they're also all I don't. I think all of them seem super polished as well. When even when they yeah. first came out, and I, I, I think you know, it's a remark. It's one of those games. Where I, I was playing it because Chris and I. What, what was the game we played? That was a prop we hunt game. Prop, we played prop night. Oh, it was actually prop hunt, wasn't and, it? Yeah. And and like you I, hated I, it. I didn't get on with it, and this is no. why I was really interested for this conversation because, like, I like the idea of it, but I literally the first first game. I'd have a clue. No, you, you were genuinely angry playing that game. I was I like, think. what am I supposed to? You've told me nothing. You've thrown me in a game of random, so you've clearly played it more than the first time, which is always going to happen. Yep. I'm like, I don't know what anything does. Yep. I don't know what my powers are. They're just icons on a screen that I can occasionally press a button for. And I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. People are dancing around me, taking the mick out of me because they can see I'm useless. And that just makes it worse. Time is going, all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I played it a few more times kind of got a little bit of it mm. but i feel like it, it worries me a little bit with what you said like you've no, got to get through the first couple of so, hours so, of so like... this is the thing this is better yeah much, yeah. much better and i'm sure it but is i did sure even in is, the one match like... i played i was like i don't think chris would like this yeah uh, I, I didn't because because of how it ended i mean i we actually won the match which is i fucking clue how that match got won because i i felt like someone was dead before me and i was shit um, and they and it felt like we were against a team of mates who knew what they were doing. You know, they yeah. had one person who attacked and then one who had the, the vacuum straight away to suck it up, you know. It's interesting, isn't it? I feel like with these... For me, this is this is purely me, and it's not because I don't like other people like that I don't know. I don't mind playing games of randoms, but I feel like when we played, like, Project Winter, which I know is a completely separate game, but, like, asymmetrical multiplayer, whatever, but playing that with mates, at least you're kind of learning as you go because i entered into that and i went look lyle what the bloody hell's going on here and like it, it, yeah. it sounds to me like you like the smaller kind of more well back back for blood is a game i would mention because there is you and a couple of mates against ai yeah i prefer it i think i do prefer it against i think AI, i also would say but, i prefer but, but, that but like, overall also, not not back like, for blood i mean against ai yeah i i do like I extraction do, for I... example What's that? Extra Rainbow Six Extraction is a three-player yeah, game. Much I easier to get three th- people playing against thing- AI, you know. Yeah, definitely do. But I do think the other thing is with like, I just like to know what's going on and what I'm. Well, the, the to thing be is, doing. there's so much that can go on here. I'm yeah. not giving them an excuse. I'm not. I'm not saying, oh well, it's okay. The tutorial was like at the end of the uh, hunters, the go, the humanoid tutorial it says if you yeah. want you can now just go out the door and do the ghost one or you can play with all the tools at the uh, what's it called like the um the generator i think yeah is generator it that the... is it yeah, yeah. and I, I looked at that for a minute i was like okay um so i switched my weapon out for the the, the salt shotgun yeah uh, and i am saying salt shotgun not assault salt as in it salt. fires salt yeah salt, salt and pepper. yeah it fires salt but then it's just like there's just like three ghosts going side to side like a fairground thing and you're like i'm shooting them going 
This Seems isn't, all right. This, this isn't helping me in any way. In fact, the other gun felt more powerful. Why would I want this? And then I'm like, okay, so this is not really. I, I I'd like to think there's. Lyle sums it up. There needs to be more onboarding, like bet, better onboarding, yeah. because then you go yeah. to the ghost tutorial, and again, it shows you the first phase, and then says, "What you got to do is get to midnight, and then you're powerful." Anyway, go play the game. You're like, "What? What do you mean? You're not going to show me that in any way? Like, it just it, it it just needs better onboarding." And hey. Early access. Early access. That's like, yeah, totally. Remember, and that may be like we we talk about how polished it. It's a very nice looking game, by the way. It is. It's lovely. Really nice. It's looking really game. lovely. And yeah, it's just it's it that that is the biggest shame. It's that there will be people who play who only get chance to play an hour or two of it. Have a may, might get unlucky in the matches and you know are just starting I'll never, out. Yeah, and I'll never play this have, again, sort of thing. Yeah, and don't yeah. play it again. And that's you know that is a shame because it's. Very you good. With cons- uh, controller. Yeah, I played with controller. Oh, I was going to ask about that because mouse and keyboard. That confirms it for me. Then this is definitely coming to consoles. Like I, w- I would be, be absolutely yeah. shocked if it doesn't. Especially the state yeah. it's in. Oh, totally. Yeah. I don't, no, I I don't mean, know when, but I would. I would. It, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That, was, that wasn't a reveal. <laughs> no, 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 I don't know anything. <laughs> Just from what I played of it, when because when Lyle said he, you said I think I was talking about the when you launch yourself and you said you hold the trigger. For me, that's holding yeah. the right mouse button. So when you said that, I wanted to ask because the second you yeah. said that, I thought, oh, if it maps the controller already, this yeah, is it's it definitely, it definitely going to hit. Yeah, it is. It's bound to. You know, a game like Satisfactory yeah. or Valheim, I, I understand why they haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. There's um, so much menus and st- stuff, whereas this is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. We have got another game to talk about this week, though, haven't we, Lyle? It's an old game, do, yes. but sort of come new again? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's so... It's Bug Snacks. Basically, it's Bug Snacks. Bug um, snacks. But it is. It's You can do the whole song here. If you want to, but probably get copyright basically, I, the bang, the bang, the bang, the bang, yeah, the true. Sorry, or you can just say bunger a lot. That also works. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I've been playing Bug Snacks on Switch because now Bug Snacks is portable. And I, I should say, sorry, Lyle, I don't mean to interrupt you there. But just to anyone watching the video podcast, this is not Switch footage. It is the original PS5 oh, yes. footage I captured uh, two years ago. Yeah, a couple of years ago now. Um, yeah. So. If you didn't play it on the, you know, on the PlayStation when it released or, you know, haven't heard of it at all, Snacks is basically a game where you go to a mysterious island which is inhabited by strange creatures that are a cross between a bug and a snack, essentially. So you're, you know, a walking burger or a... Slow down, La, this is getting far too complicated. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I don't, don't mean to be making it too complex for anyone. Um... And you sort of you go to a, a village on this island and you help the weird Muppet people who live there <laughs> by feeding them <laughs> by feeding them these snacks. And when you feed them the snacks, their body parts turn into food and they're really happy about it. And it's quite weird, but very charming. Uh, and, and the game's and just about dark. Let's not pretend uh, it's not yeah, dark uh, as. Uh, yeah, I don't want to. Obviously, we don't want to spoil anything. No, I'm going to say goes, nothing other goes than places. It's dark as. <laughs> it's it goes places, and also it's just even regardless, it's just unnerving to see a a you know yeah. humanoid creature have its ha- arm turn into a hot dog and be really happy about it Fries because that's arms. that's yeah. just unusual. Just the idea that if my 
if my body parts turned into food, I think it would inconvenience my life. I'm just going to say it. Um, well, it brings yeah. back the cannibalism conversation, doesn't it? It does bring back the cannibalism conversation. Let's not. No, Quite okay. related, some would say. Um, the main thing, to, so, so you know, you'll the whole point of the game is you capture these snacks with a variety of little gadgets, like maybe you'll lay down a, a trap and you'll put ketchup on it so the burger wants to go towards it and then capture it in the in the trap. So, and... Sorry, the, the what wants to go to it? Bunga, the bunga, bunga sorry. Oh, the bunga, 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 bunga. Um, uh, which which and... sounds so filthy, that word, by the way. <laughs> it does. It doesn't you sound... You can't stop it doesn't... saying it when you started, yeah. bunga, 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 bunga. Sorry. You can't. Um, and yeah, it's a really fun, just sort of like the whole experience and what's so great about the game is it's just experimenting in these nice little environments to sort of see what your kit can, uh, can make happen with the different critters and how you can capture them and everything um it's a really fun experience and it was on the ps5 and on the switch it's it runs really 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 well it's okay. a great port it's the, the frame rate's not like like there's the odd frame drop here I'm and there i'm guessing it runs um, at 30 on the switch yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. definitely I, you can tell it runs at 30 yeah, but um and like sometimes like you'll be running along and there'll be flowers on the ground and they'll just pop out of nowhere because you know as you'd expect mm -hmm. but in terms of how it looks and how it plays it's like it's all you could ever ask for really and yeah. it's a really fun game to have on the go because it's like it's quite easy to play in sort of ten minute bursts of just go into this yeah, area and mess about playing with these mm. creatures. The only thing that's kind of unfortunate about playing it on Switch is it was originally kind of a really good showcase for the Dual Sense because uh, it was a PS5 launch title. So mm. like you know, using the different traps that have all the adaptive trigger stuff, the uh, all the haptics, like everything about it, it was sort of. It was. It wasn't quite on the you know Astro's playroom level of like no. essential playing for that, but it really elevated the game. And on the Switch, not having that, I mean, obviously, it can't do those things. It's not like you know the console just doesn't have those features. And because of that, it's you know it's a little, it's a little less magical. It's still a really fun game, and I still really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, because of just not having those built-in features it's it, it's certainly a downgrade other than the portability um which you'd expect it to be um they have also added uh new content which is new on it's coming to you know the playstation where it was and it's available at launch free on the switch as well i believe and it's free free and it's the isle of big snacks which are bug snacks right but get this mm -hmm. they're big hang on are they oh, big so we're gonna have to guess here because we'll never get it <sighs> well, yeah no sorry i won't i won't make you guess it just it no, takes too long it would take too long um so the first big snacks you meet is a jumbo bunga and it's a bunga oh. but it's massive right um so i really wanted this to be this amazing extra content that was like you know gonna br that would bring people back and you know feel free to go back and play this content. But it's kind of, it misses a bit of the magic of the original. So the sort of big thing that's different is just that the snacks are really big. So before you get any of, See, catch but, any of them. But I was kind yeah. of hoping it would be new ones, not just big ones. Oh, it, it is new okay, ones. Because it, it just, the okay, just sort of okay. the returning one. But right, okay, no, fine. Outside of that, I think Does every it have the other same one voice, is Or is it snack. like even deeper? I think it's deeper, yeah. It's a it's a deeper bunga. Oh god. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um 
So, so yeah, it is. It is new bug snacks, and you, so you go to the island. It's it's a bit nightmarish to unlock. You have to beat pretty much every side quest in the game. It sort of teaches. I was going to say how it sort of works because there's a story. So there like, is a story. If I was to go back to it. I'd be going back to the point just before the very end of the game, which is an interesting yeah. point. That's all I'll say. So, yes. like, I was going to ask, like, how is it played? With so, that? yeah, you need to complete. If you complete a certain character's side quest, a certain paranoid character's side quest, shall we say, um, mm-hmm. then he suddenly stands in the middle of the village, and when you talk to him, says, "There's been some seismic activity recently, and something suspicious is going on. Meet me at the beach." And then you go down to the beach with him, and this island's appeared out of nowhere. So you need to get together a crew to go and investigate it. And each one of those crew members, you have to have beaten their multi-stage side quest yeah, yeah. before wow, you get to the much. island. So it literally so is endgame stuff, really. It's endgame. It's as endgame as it gets. You need to have every character. Lucky I in got the, the platinum then, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm literally there. But yeah. So yeah, you on, need yeah. to get every. You need to have every villager in the in in the village, and you need to have beaten the side quests of four of them. Yeah, and there's like. 12 total so it's like it's a decent chunk of the game you need to have done you need to not only have got far in the game but you need to have you know done a lot of extra content but yeah then you go over to the island um i think the biggest issue really is it's it's a massive area but it has a few it has less snacks in than the other areas and it's just Mm. one area so like if you think of the main game was like sort of nine zones, I think yeah. round about. It's one new zone, and it has about the same amount of snacks in it, but it's a lot bigger. And because of that, in between the snacks, there's more like puzzles. So there's like there are these walls that you put. You know, you've got the strawberry in a little like hamster ball that you guide about to oh, yeah. to lure snacks around and solve a few like problems and stuff. Uh, but there are walls where you basically have to solve like a maze with it. And you have to do that yeah, sort of like four that. or five different times. And then other than that, there's like torches that are lit and you need to light torches to open other doors. So you put like one of your gadgets on that and shoot it over to another torch to light them. And it's it feels more like it's about solving kind of basic puzzles than it is catching the snacks. And I just don't think it's quite the same experience. It's not what I enjoyed bug snacks it, for. It wasn't... Because like what... I don't want to be like, well, it's free, so what are we moaning about? Not at all, because at the end of the day, it's, you know, that's what we're here to do. But like, if is it one of these situations where, look, if you wanted an excuse to come back and play this game again, it's free. But does it, like... Let's say you haven't got a PS5, you can't play it on PC, and you've been waiting for this game to come to Xbox or Switch. Yeah. Does it actually add value to this version, or is it... Is it... Um, it's, it, I... it's more, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, there's more of it. I mean, if I was playing through and wanted to... It was the sort of person who was sort of aiming to do everything in the game. I was I was basically going in thinking I might get the platinum on this game, like like a certain person on this uh, podcast. Um, I, you know, I'd, I'd go to it and I'd play it and it would be... And, you know, I'd enjoy it. It's fun. But for me, it was the worst area of the game. Like, yeah, it's the bit I enjoyed shame. the least, which, you know... It's not. It's not amazing. I mean, you know, it's it's new content. It's free. It's part of the package. Like, if you're going to do everything, going across there, you're not gonna like. You're not gonna hate it. It's not it's just terrible. Not as good as the other. It's stuff. just. It's just a little bit less good than the others. And I just think the whole hook of it isn't that. Like it. It's not. 
different even really like mm. the snacks are big so you throw these vases that are around the island at them and then they turn small and you capture them and it's like oh, okay. oh that's disappointing i was hoping there was going to be new ways of using yeah, like no you just yeah. no you you just find you vases and throw them at them and you shrink them and that's it oh. yeah i mean i like i like what you're saying in terms of like they've tried to think about how you can use the current tools to solve puzzles that sounds interesting but if the if the whole big snacks thing is basically just an extra step to capture something, that feels a bit Yeah, that's that's all it is, pretty much. And, like, there'll be some you'll need to do something to before the vases work on them, but it's kind of just, like, in the same way that you'd need to, like, get some snacks to fight with each other before the yeah, vases work to, on it. It's, it's make, the same sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. stop their fire or something before yeah. you can capture that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's still fun, and there's still some yeah. great designs of, uh, of creatures in there that are just, like, cool to look at and sort of adorable and a bit goofy but it's i mean it's just not it's not in, this incredible no. you have to reinstall this game and play this yeah. content like but I, w- w- I would also say i mean i haven't played it but as a slight counter is that it's nice that some people are still making dlc proper oh, totally. like proper expansion because i noticed that the, the sort of nomenclature around the the whole thing has changed and that things are called expansions now or add-ons and it's like yeah but an add-on can be like a new coat you know, yeah. to have <laughs> yeah. the game. There's the microtransactions, and there's the DLC, and that's there's not so much of it these days. Like, I mean, the Tiny Tina one, Tiny Tina's Wonderland's DLC is like it's pretty slight, if I'm honest. But then, to yeah. be honest with you, I'm wondering now how slight it is compared to. But I mean, Big Snacks sounds a bit more than that. But... Yeah, I mean, it'll take it takes about it'll probably take you a little under an hour to oh, blitz wow, no, through it, isn't then okay. to find everything. It might take two. But that's about as much as well, you'll I mean, get out of it, really. Look, what what Wood says: if you've just tuned in live or something, and you're like, "Oh, don't like," I've been waiting for Bug, Bug Snacks, the game. We're saying Bug Snacks is by. great. Yeah, Bug Snacks is amazing. Is I love you know, Bug Snacks. Yeah, and it's really good on Switch. But yeah, but perhaps don't buy it for Big Snacks. Which why would you do that? But you know, just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, listener correspondence time, Mister Hyde. It's time for Chris Hyde. Listen to correspondence. Right. Keep going with that every week, Steve. Um, okay, so the first one, whether there's just going to be bird-related questions every week, I'm not every sure. Week. But um, McPoo asks, what's everyone's best video game bird? Lion, best. come to you first. Um, I mean, Kazooie of Banjo-Kazooie is a pretty good one. Um, I was also thinking you could go back to like, the Nez and say Alfred Chicken, which is a weird platformer where you play as a chicken. Um, I think I'm just going to say Kazooie though. Kazooie's quite mm-hmm. a fun character. Brings I had a, a bit few. of spice. I had yep. a few. That was one of them. So that's that's that that's, <laughs> that's that one of them gone. And you could say any flying Pokemon you wanted. Then mm-hmm. then you're talking about Pokemon as well, and that's great. I can't even think of a. Uh, like, so a okay, I, bird. I, I, did I have. I had Squawks from Donkey Kong. Oh yeah, that's quite a good He's one. He's quite handy for lighting up dark areas. Um, I was trying to think if there was a bird in Mario, but I don't think there is. I, I can't think if there is. I'm. I'm um, I was basically going for all of the, <laughs> all the series. All the games. Which ones have birds in? Which is where I got to Banjo series as well. Um, there's the owl in Zelda that I can never remember the name of. Oh, Kapora. I've got that up if you want me to try and pronounce it. Yeah, Pora Gabora. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. That one. Yeah. 
So you, you can have that because you said it if you want. No, I don't you... want that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the? How do you pronounce the one in Kirby? I've never known how you pronounce that that person's name. King. King DDD. Okay, that is yeah. how you pronounce it. It's not King Day that's Day. How, that's how they announce it on Smash Bros. Like King DDD. Yeah. So well, I'll go with that. A bird, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's got what a about beef? Chocobos. Do Chocobos count? They definitely yeah, count. They do, Chocobos. Yeah. Then there you go. Falco from Star Fox. See, now you're just yeah. rattling him off. You're showing yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at an article on the other screen. Psycho <laughs> from Earthworm Jim. Someone's actually made an article about Absol- best video yep. game birds. Oh, top, top 10. Do you want to know the top 10? Should we go through the go top on 10? Then, go on then, okay, Mega Let's Man series it. is Beat. Number 10. Okay. Oh, yeah. Number 9 is Kapura Gabora, which is how oh, I do that. Go, Number 8 that, is yeah. an interesting one that I would have eventually liked to think I got to. is the Songbird from Bioshock Infinite. So there you go. Oh, Cy- yeah. Psycho yeah. from Earthworm Jim at seven. Squawks is number six. Falco number five. Red from Angry Birds, which is <laughs> oh, that's nice. quite good. That's number four. King DDD is three. Chocobos yeah. number two, and Kazooie is number one. I should shout out that's from Blockfort.com because I mean I've just literally read their list off. So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not familiar with <laughs> it's the not site. Your own it, personal top 10 to be fair, prepared. it's got Blockfort and it says video game top ten lists. So I mean I went to the right site. Uh, yeah, so totally. it's one, one of them. I, I don't know. Okay, so then um, Infinite Funky Granite, Mick has literally given us our own personal questions. So, sure. Um, which, uh, yeah, so I'll start off with mine. So he's, he's got three questions for me. So he's asking me what I think of the battle system changes in Xenoblade 3, because there's been some new trailers and stuff on Twitter. So when Mick tells me that these things have happened, I go straight to Twitter to see what he's talking about, because I often <laughs> miss them. I'd seen, the, I'd seen the trailer a week or so ago. But um, yeah, I mean, from what I can see on this game so far, this very much feels like it's Xenoblade Chronicles and sort of Tales of Arise sort of merging together a little bit, which I'm absolutely fine with in terms of like the combat. There's like seven characters when there's normally like three. So that's the first thing. There's like a, it looks like there's like a merge system. Like you can like merge two characters together and have be powerful for a stronger bit, which again, until I know how it plays, I think a lot of, a lot of this is, I mean, we've, we had some jokes on our Discord about the UI looking like cluttered as heck, and there's, there's obviously a lot going on. Um, for me, the biggest thing is going to be how this game plays with seven characters on screen, because at least with Tales of Arise, it was like there's four and two sort of on the subs bench that you, you draft in at, at now and then. But when there's six or seven kicking off all at the same time with all the words and numbers and everything else going on, like, does it? How does that play? So th- that's the thing I'm waiting for. I don't know. It's hard to see until you have it all explained or you play it rather than just watching the video. But I'm interested because there's looks like they've got some new ideas. He then says, now that I've played Nobody Saves the World on Switch and other platforms, would you stick with Switch or go back to others? Um, I'd stay with Switch now. Now I've played it on Switch. I said in my review, I think that's the best console that it's for. Yeah, it's it's, it's fine it, on Switch. Why would you not? Yeah, you can play well, it on Well, I mean, toilet. it's free on Game Pass, so. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, yes, it is. Um, but yeah, like... I. If I had the choice now, I'd play it on my Switch. Yeah. If I wanted to go back and play that game, I'd be playing it on my Switch. It wins just as fine on the Switch, so do that. And then his last question is a really interesting one. He said, if I had to pick one, Ghostwire Tokyo or Deathloop, and which would I prefer to get paid DLC for? I was like, bloody hell, all right. Um, I have thought about this rather than thinking about it live. Um, I like both those games for very different reasons. Um, both got very different styles. I think if I had to pick one over the other, I'd just pick Deathloop. 
Um, the style of that game, the two league character interactions and everything, I think, I think edges it. And I think if we got paid DLC, Deathloop's paid DLC would probably play on that zaniness and uh, and stuff of what that world is and everything. And I think that would be cool and interesting. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, I love. I love the set. Everything it looks gorgeous. I like what it does with all the crazy, um, like the interior stuff when all the stuff moves around. And I think if there was, it's almost like control-esque in some of what it does when it moves all the stuff around. I think if if there was a DLC about that that was focused more on that, that would be very cool. Um, but I think just for me, it would be it'd be definitely. But I'd take either of them, quite frankly. Um, Adam, mm. do you think Switch Sports will end up getting paid DLC or just the updates they announced for this year? Uh, I think this year you'll get two new sports. Let's say one is golf and one is not. I think they'll both be free. And I think they'll do something like an answer season two next year and bring other yep. sports in that way. And I think they'd be paid. I think it'll be, look, we gave you the first couple for free, but now we're going to ask you to pay for a season pass. Um, yeah, I can yeah. see them doing like a Smash Brothers Ultimate thing yeah. where it's like, here's the, the next three season games. Season pass one, it... season pass two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would expect so. But for, I don't think you'd have to pay anything this year for it, personally. No. We'll see. Favourite Joy-Con colour? The blue Zelda ones. I paid money for them, my own money. Oh yes, the dark, the deep blue with deep the deep blue, um, Skyward Sword. Sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I adore those. Um, I really like the Splatoon yellow ones, but it really soured me because I actually I believe Nintendo sent them out. I can't remember why, and I might be wrong, uh, but I loved them because I love Splatoon, uh, and they got Joy-Con drift like almost instantly, and it was really uh, upsetting to me because they were my favorite. I don't even know where they are anymore because it upset yeah, me so much. But... I like to put them in a drawer and got rid of them. <laughs> Like my so, one, yeah, that's my one that I've of, got is the yellow yeah. and the blue. You know, the one that they just sell normally. Yeah. So that's kind of the same of those two sort of combined. I'm yeah, no, like I like the yellow on them. But no, it's it's the Zelda Dark Blues for me. I thought you were going to say the Animal Crossing ones. I know you like them. I've not got them. So, I oh, mean, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, they, I've seen them in pictures. Yeah. And they, I, that does, it's a beautiful, beautiful hue of of the blue. It's like a really nice light. Yeah. Both the colours are quite light. And I do, that switches a thing of beauty. But like the thing mm. is, I'd, I'd need no LED one now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mind you, you can yeah. put the any Joy Cons on. So yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> really random question, although they're going to get worse when we get to Lyle. What's your favourite shoe brand, Adam? You see, this is starting to feel like a dossier is being sort of made on me now. <laughs> um, or, yes, it is, yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, like this is like yeah, if I can get enough. Like he's filling secret, out a question. Can I get my secret you? questions? <laughs> the secret password questions. Um, I like Skechers or Nike, and I liked Skechers more. But the last two pairs I've bought, I don't, I'm really fucking fussy when it comes to shoes. Like, I'm not that fussed about clothing in general, but when it comes to shoes, I'm really picky. Like, really picky. Um, and it's really weird he asked this question, unless he's baiting me out for something I said on Discord the other day, which is very likely knowing him. But I went yeah, but out... Sh- there's always purpose to what he's yeah. asking. I, I went shoe shopping, genuinely went shoe shopping this week, because... The, I mean, I'd, I've got them on, or I'd show you, but my sketches have not had them that long, and they are some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. But they fall apart, and it's like I don't do enough activity in these for like what they must be seventy quid pair of shoes to fall mm-hmm. apart. Like if I pay seventy quid for shoes, like, you should fucking last. And I'm angry about this, so I needed. It wasn't even a case of wanting to; it's a case of these shoes are falling apart. I need new shoes, so I went in. Um, I won't name the the store actually, just because it is this is public. But I went into a sh- a, sh- a shoe store that is. D- its main product is selling shoes 
and they saw an expensive <laughs> Thanks for pair. just clarifying what a shoe store no, is. No, uh, no, you, you'll get why that's important. <laughs> oh, we'll okay, get to right, why. yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not sole purpose because no one does that anymore. Like They have hats and clothes as well. But it is the name of the shop is about shoes. It's a shoe shop, okay? And I went in there and I said, and I, I like them. Um, could you, you, know, you know how he goes and they go and check them for, you know, you tell them what size you want. As I tell oh, yeah, him, yeah. Um, I'm not going to say what size I am because, like, you know, that we really are getting into dossier territory. But I, I wouldn't say that my size, for a six foot three chap, I wouldn't say that my feet are ginormous. They're pretty average. Um, and I went up to the, no, we don't have them. Okay. How about them? No, I haven't got them in your size. Them? No. He says, to be honest with you, mate, and again, I want you to remember this is a shoe shop. Okay. <laughs> he said, to be honest with you, um, You'd be lucky to get anything in over an eight in here, really. What? <laughs> an eight? Now, an this eight. is the first shoe shop we've I don't, I, I don't I'm like. I'm going to Google this now. While you're talking, I'm It's not an eight. Average. I'm telling no. you, it ain't an eight. So my kids no. are both way bigger than that. They're near enough my size, actually. One of them is half a size smaller. Um, I sort of looked at him and I was like, right, okay, but you're a shoe shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We just don't have much. You know, you'd be really lucky to get anything in over an eight in here. The the average shoe size in the UK is a nine. Average. Right, but that's still below average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be lucky to get anything below average. But but the point being is that I I would say much. I think kid sizes stop at around six and a half, seven. Yeah. Yeah. This is a shoe shop. (laughs) So they carry one size eight. So I went in the next shop (laughs) and I was like, oh, they've got they've got the same brand but different color. I really like them. Ah, no, we ain't got. So anyway, six or seven shops later, and an hour further down the road to a different town i finally found a pair of like and one and one of the blokes because i'd be fine if you were in america mate and i was but i'm fucking not am i <laughs> so so what, what purpose you don't get I, shoes yeah, you don't I'm, live I'm in sorry. america i'm sorry dude i know you're getting the brunt of this it's not your fault you're the seventh shop shop i've been in but like we're not in america so you're not funny just have you got them and he said, no, no, sorry, mate. And, and actually, then another shop, I walked up to the counter with the, the shoe. And before I even said, excuse me, he just went, we've only got them in the seven. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. So I'm not the first person. And, it, and, and it, anyway, I did get a pair of shoes. Um, but like, I equate this to like, imagine if you opened a banana shop, right? I, I know it would be weird. I know it would be uh, weird, but, very, but all you do is you sell fucking bananas, right? Now imagine fucking I walk into bananas. a shop and I say, Sorry, "Good morning, shopkeep. I mean, what is to cook? We haven't seen you in for your bananas recently. No, I've, I've, I've been I've been on a bit of an apple kick recently, sir. But um, I'd love a, you know, a, 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 a five or six of your finest bananas. Sorry, Mister Cook, we're completely out. But you're a banana shop, mate." No, I tell you what, sir. Would you like this apple? No, no, I've got apples. I want a fucking banana, mate. That's why the, banana. I mean, let's call it Banana Republic. I know that's not what they sell, but let's just call <laughs> no, this no. shop Banana Republic. <laughs> no, no, I don't want an apple. I went. I've already been to the apple store. Apple store's next door, mate. You should know this. Why are you competing with them? You're both local businesses. You should know better than this. This is not friendly competition. That's nasty. I want a banana. We're fresh out of bananas. But it's your sole fucking reason for existing. You opened the shop, this banana shop, and you're telling me you got no bananas. And it, Do you reckon it, like, the average person where you live just has small feet? If no, because, mate, only got them in the, sevens the first place I went was Bournemouth, which is 30 minutes away, and then I was so Don't fucking reveal that, annoyed. Christ. 
Well, I mean, that's that's pinpointing it, isn't it? But then, literally, I decide. Normally, I would be like, I've had enough. I don't like shopping for clothes at all. Normally, I'd be like, I've had enough. I've had enough. But I was like, no, no fucking way. I want a pair of shoes. So we drove an hour in the direction out the house. (laughs) We went. We no. So we went an hour, sort of an hour drive, which would be like so. So the half an hour back to our house, and forty minutes further the other way to Southampton. Just and and like it was the same story. So like in. I know there's a flipping market when it comes to shoes. Like people buy the shoes and flip them online. I know that happens a lot. But like, yeah, it was like I, I was proper old man in it on the way home. Like people fucking go on about how you're know, driving home. Fucking go on about you should support local fucking businesses and you fucking, fucking. If I'd just gone online, I fucking would have had these already. If I just bought these, you know, it was like a proper old man on the way home. Yeah. Like, I was unbearable. But it was it was it, so frustrating. I have um I have the same shoe size as you. Um, and I'm also going to not go there because in case Mick Stark gets me. But I'm also, I'm a larger gentleman. So not only am I in a situation where I'm like that size, but I'm that size wide. Well, you'd be all right if you're in America, mate. Yeah, well, that one clearly, clearly. But like, so I'm like banana. <laughs> less, it, it's less issue, less of an issue with like I guess sketches and trainers and stuff. But if I'm buying like sh- like shoes, like for weddings or something. Yes. Like, I've got a very limited selection of things. Yeah, but just, like, just to be clear, I have never had this issue, this issue when no, going online to weird, buy a pair of like, shoes. Never. Yeah, if I, if yeah. I go online, you can almost all... And actually, I forgot. Sorry. It's not... I won't prolong this. But one, one bloke, and bless him, I think he could see that I was like, I'd had enough at this point. You know, this is three hours into a thing that should have taken 20 minutes. Um, he literally goes, I've got 12s if they're any good. And I'm like, hey, that'd be too big. That'd be too big, mate. Oh, you're a shoe shop, mate. You should know that you don't wear. So you're a not size. revealing the size, but like. Oh yeah, fucking hell. Well, there you go. Big. I'm a size eleven. There you go. Send me all your size eleven merch. But no, it was yeah. like he goes, "Oh, yeah, I've got size twelves if they're any good." And I'm like, you... it was like one of those moments where it's like, "Are you testing me, son?" Because like, you're... I'll bring the fire. I'll bring it. If that's what you want, I'll bring you it. Like, but... You should have gone. So, are twelves more popular than elevens? Do you well, find? How's he got twelves? But I know that's what I'm saying. Like, I so genuinely like, the last shop where I, I must have looked like a complete sorry state because I genuinely in the last stop shop said, "I'm not being funny, lads, but you're making me feel like I have got freak feet here, and I really feel like I'm not that big." And he just sort of laughed. And I was like, "Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Really funny." Okay. So Ni- <laughs> Nike or, or Skechers? Nike or Skechers? Yeah. Okay. Good, good um, job, Lyle. Nick. You did it. <laughs> Lyle, yeah, he's got your, all my info. What's the current game you play to relax? Keep it clean. Um, <laughs> um, God, I mean, I think I've we had a question about like cozy games before, and I always, I always say that that's not really the sort of game I that helps me relax. I just play games I like. Like, I, I, I think on that episode, I said that Spelunky's a game I play it and relax and it genuinely is i mean at the moment i play a lot of midnight ghost hunt and i kind of find it quite like it's it gets tense but it's it's what helps me unwind i guess i don't know i don't i don't play relaxing games really Sorry, really. i'm still thinking yeah. about the shoes no you I, I, just, I, i'm not ignoring it because me and lala are having a conversation like, here. seriously like the only thing i can think is oh like, we're going back try, to it are try, we trying to get my correspondence we're going trying back to, to it, get we? a new pair of shoes is about as easy as baptizing a cat isn't it like it's go on cool so lyle what would you like to see from psychonauts 3 
This is this is like the hardest question Look anyone could ever. Oh my! Look. He's got his shoe out. That's not the new one, surely. No, fucking better not be. <laughs> sorry, Lyle. Sorry. I never. I said <laughs> I'd never fine. take my shoes off on this podcast. <laughs> um, the question was what? What would I like yeah, to see well, in Psychonauts three? That's it. Yeah. I don't have a clue. Psychonauts two came out last year. Um. I'm not a game developer. Well, well, I don't have good ideas. I just write about games. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'd like it to be good. I'd like it to be better than the last one. <laughs> just like the like second was better than the on first. its ideas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, he's not wrong. With some nods to the past, but evolving uh, for the future. Side note, I hope we do get one, though. I mean, Oh, yeah. Oh, I, like I guess that is the other point, definitely. Because they could go, well, you know, they're not a massive studio, are they? They could just go and make like a Broken Age style. What under what, what are they doing? I've, yeah, no idea. Um, huh. If I feel like if there's a Psychonauts three, it could end up being almost as big a weight as there was for two. <laughs> Would be my yeah. prediction. Yeah. Mick then asks, "Did you try the Eurokill demo on the Japan PSN or eShop?" I did not. I'm very excited for Eurokill, though. It's a... I pronounced it correctly, then. That's good. That's, I that's think it. so. That's yeah, I'm pretty thing. sure. Um, it's a shmup cross courtroom visual novel. <laughs> um, <laughs> which, uh, coming from NIS, NIS, what, in a couple of months, I think? Uh, it looks really fun. It's like crossing Phoenix right with, for some reason, a shmup seems very exciting, so... I'm well up for that, but no, not tried the demo. I'll just wait till I get the full game. Cool. And then finally from Mick for you, Lyle, what's your favourite <laughs> non-Musu game made by Omega Force? Oh, this is easy. He he probably knows what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Persona 5 Strikers is the best non-Musu game from Omega Force because that's not a Musu game. Super it's a hack and slash with Persona elements and a Musu-inspired combat system. Lyle, but it's not a been, Musu game. You'd have been so proud of me this past week, you know? I um, oh, yeah? I played a Musu. What? What did you play? I genuinely did. I so I had a very I I, I was well aware that I was going to have a very long wait at mm-hmm. uh, a car park while some hospitally stuff was done and I thought I have to take the switch because I have to I can't it's not good for you to just sit on your Did phone. you want to do the rap in? Fire Emblem <sighs> Warriors has been played. It's oh, that's actually, a good one. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. There's a couple of things I definitely change, and I'm hoping that things get changed. Like the whole, whole moose element of it, presumably. I, it was all right. Is all I'll say on that. Brilliant. I I also think that that's, I also think that that's a Musu game that is kind of before they started to add a few more twists that they have been in more recent games. So I kind of hope that the next Fire Emblem Warriors will probably be. Yes, a step above. I, I sort quite of want the strategy elements taken out a little bit of them. Like the thing, one of the things, one of the, listen, I don't know if I'm ill or, or what, but one of the only things that really wound me up is that when you would switch between characters, you would sometimes switch back to a character and they just stood there, and it's like, well, why the yeah. hell are you near me? Well, I think the idea is that you're to tell them tactically what to do, and I don't really yeah, do yeah. all that. I just want to, if I'm going to play one of these bloody things, I just want to do that. But yeah, I, do you know what? I quite liked it. That's. What a great gift to end the podcast. No, we're not ending. We're not ending. <laughs> oh, that would have been a great I'm definitely ending. not ending there because that Happy is ending. a sad state. Rather end on the pissing shoes. Um, right. Don't. Uh, don't. So I won't bring it up again. Sorry. That's, I was because, yeah. 
Um, House of Hyde rule punks are, well, says first and then starts asking a question afterwards after a monologue. Voice acting is an aspect of video games that has become a much stronger focus in recent years. Seems to be an aspect where we see constant growth and improvement. Gone are the days of Resident Evil's laughable dialogue and delivery. Instead, we're treated to expertly crafted communication exchanges. That's not what I'm interested in. What's the worst vocal performances you've experienced in a game? Bonus points for not naming Croc. Lyle. Um, I mean, it's kind of... I guess it's kind of an obvious one, but the old House of the Dead games have some really good mm. voice acting, don't they? The whole, the good. don't come. <laughs> the, the screaming of don't come after the zombies chasing her. That's a good, that's a famous and great delivered line. Uh, yeah, I think House of the Dead, I think arcade games in general have have mm. real bottom of the barrel voice acting that With, I yeah. very much appreciate. I um I thought you were going to drag up Wand of Gamelon into this, but oh, um, yeah, that would have been a good one. The um I've I've not played it, but I, I I'm sure I don't know whether I've had this question or I've seen it on a list before. But um, you might have to confirm this, Lyle. You because mm. it's Dynasty Warriors Three has got a reputation up there with Resident Evil as having yeah. dreadful voice acting. All in the sort of PS2 era, pretty much. Any Warriors game, Dynasty Warriors, I think there was a Samurai Warriors or two on there, had yeah. like the real bottom of the barrel voice acting that just made it all the better. Yeah. But yeah, like I think I think three is the one that's sort of most famous for having the the yeah. like funny bad ones. I didn't play a lot of those games no. No, on the PS2 it. sort of era, but yeah, that's they're definitely ones that that come up for sure. The only other one I always think of is when we talked about last week, where it's like IS664, when it's just like, and that's a great throw into Nigeria. And it's like, it's so <laughs> bad. Pe- Pez's voice it's, acting is pretty bad. It's just, it's just what like... about Heavy Rain? I don't agree with that, but the Jason thing. I mean, the Jason thing is at least amusing. I mean, it's like, yeah. it it never seemed, it, it was never like, it, it was, it never made the scene feel emotional and rushed it made it seem kind of stupid but then i guess you're choosing to press the button over and over again that is but the thing the i do I think that, most yeah. people did <laughs> i can't really but, think i mean I, I i've played so many games now at this point that i, I just can't i mean re- i always think of resident evil. evil when i think about it yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the thing it's that's uh, it's, it is that sort of you just kind of when you think about bad voice acting you think of resident evil don't you the first um, game is certainly like you know. I mean, I the think, original, I think, the original. I think, yeah. I think that yeah. the, the one line that actually specifically is the it it's always comes to me is is Barry trying to give Jill a lockpick. Yeah, you know what I mean, here this is a lockpick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it always yeah. always is is. Yeah, yeah Barry. Oh, yeah, there's some there's some voice acting <laughs> it's, in there. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Uh... You wonder what the director. I would love to have like the fly on the wall director <laughs> see. No, no, that's way too good. Can you seriously make it <laughs> bad? It, is it some again? It's not my own expertise, but I'm sure I remember some of the early like 3D Sonics were pretty crap as well. Oh, a, I mean, the animation was of, where that came from, though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, they, this, they made yeah. Sort of like Sunday morning. The content, mouths yeah. just sort of go wild as the talking. <laughs> like it, it, Tails is a character from not so much now. I'm guessing I haven't seen the Sonic movies, but Tails back then in the animated cartoons when people well I well 
I wouldn't. I think I'd have been a kid at the time. But when when they were made, you'd have you know you wouldn't be angry at them. And I'm a I'm a massive you know Lyle is as well, and I'm sure you are, Chris. But huge animal lover. Like it's, it's one of the things I can't abide is animal cruelty. I just can't. I can't. Swans, obviously. We talked about swans, and yeah. I guess tails would fall into that as well because like if someone were to set fire to him like in that in that cartoon incarnation of him. I think he'd probably get off lightly. Like his voice was properly like, <laughs> but that's not really fair because that's not a game. It's a cartoon. No. I mean, Metal Gear Solid. Surely he's getting away lightly here, isn't it? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's getting off a bit lightly, isn't it? No. Yeah, no, I think that's. It's, 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 it's every every answer. Bubsy? What about Bubsy? What about Bubsy? Yeah, but Bubsy has a fucking. Wrong? Yeah, that was an awful voice. Never which, something which you want to hear. Which Bubsy was that? Because I think that I only ever one. played the first one. Did the, the first one have voice? Did it? Well, it had. It wasn't like cutscenes, but it had voice. Uh, like sort of as you're entering a level, like a one line. Oh uh, right, I only thing. remember the platform as Bubsy. I can't actually. Yeah, no, the, the, voice. the SNES one, the one with like, all the yeah, water yeah. spouts and stuff. And Bubsy 3D, he talks all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never played it. I never will. You probably shouldn't. No, I won't. I won't. It's fine. I've got people that can play those for me. <laughs> Just called Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> there you go. There's your ending. Um, that is it, though, isn't it? That's a podcast for this week. Um, thank you to those people who sent this in the correspondence. And you can do that via our Discord. Um, and there's a link in the description to this video with a link to the general chat on our Discord. If you want to join up to our Patreon and get into like the Patreon section and... Uh, all that stuff and see the code drops there's an exclusive article gone live today that I wrote about Switch Sports Chris did one about Thor last week uh, there will be a new podcast starting that's exclusive to pod, uh, to podcast to Patreon uh, next month as we record this so in May um, do I reveal the name for it or not yet? nah keep them guessing okay. keep them guessing okay. well, don't, maybe, don't... Yeah, just in case anything goes wrong between now and then until it's actually live we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. hold off but that's going to be coming to Patreon next month um, then we'll be starting up some more exclusive video stuff as well. Maybe maybe we could do a video about playing bad games. That could be fun. Well, sorry, fun. You'll have to watch the podcast to get why <laughs> that be angry. twice. Um, but yeah, go to patreon.com slash godisageek. There's links in the description on this video and should be in the um, show notes on the audio version as well, wherever you've downloaded it. Do leave your reviews, your thumbs up, your likes, your subscriptions, your hit the bell button, all that sort of stuff, and follow us on the social media, just at godisageek, and you'll find the rest of the team via that method as well if you want to follow people individually. Um, and that's it for this, this week. Thank you to Chris and Lyle for being here. Thank you. And it's to everybody good. else, we'll speak to you next week, or whenever you choose to listen. Bye-bye for now.